and welcome to Our Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson. I'm Abraham Lawrence. And I'm Nick Seaman. And our goal here is to describe for you the movie that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. Today is Monday, and you guys know how much I hate Mondays. <laughs> oh, that first podcast. <laughs> Today is Monday. It's July the 31st. This is the last day of July mm. in the books. Tomorrow's August. Mm. A bunch of Roman names, isn't it? Yeah. July and August. They're yeah. both named after Julius Caesar mm-hmm. and Augustus Caesar, I believe, is how we got July and August. Did you know that, Abe? Did not. Yeah, the professor uh, clued me in on that earlier. <laughs> Anyway, this is episode 146. Welcome to Our Morning Take. Did you have a good weekend, Abe? Yes, it was pretty good. I had uh, my granddaughter again. We had a good time. Oh, I bet you did. Little Ava. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't keep you up or anything? She sleeps all night? Everything good? Oh, yeah. She sleeps all night, but she's just expensive and rambunctious. You know. <laughs> did you say expensive? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he says. Yes. How about you, Nick? What what happened this weekend? Anything, anything cool? Oh, this last weekend, we were at Myrtle Beach for... Our Late anniversary uh, celebration and my birthday. Are you talking about July twenty uh, eighth and 29th, right or thirtieth? I guess you're I talking am. about in the okay. Not this actual past. Uh, I didn't know if you were talking to future me <laughs> or now me. Yeah, I know. I feel like uh, we're in Back to the Future. <laughs> That's great. All right, we're in uh, Genesis, I believe. Uh, what are we in the thirty first chapter now, Abe? Yes, we're, we're just now started uh, thirty one. Yeah, you, you left you left us all on, at a cliff. Hanger. I did. So, what verse were we at? Where were we at? So, uh, you let you. The last verse was eighteen. So, we will be starting nineteen. That's should wh- be. That's why we have the professor. Mm-hmm. Verse uh, seventeen. We'll just go back to seventeen. We'll mm-hmm. read from there. Jacob arose, put his children and his wives upon camels, because they didn't have Ubers. <laughs> Maybe they had Uber camels. That would be yeah, awesome. Yeah. You see a guy come up in a camel. Like, that'll be 17 shekels. All right. And one of your daughters. <laughs> well, you get the older one first, okay? Because we, yeah. can't, we can't give you the younger one. Okay. And he drove away all his livestock and his property, which he had gathered, had acquired livestock, which he had gathered in Padanaram, to go to the land of Canaan to his father, Isaac. Is Isaac still alive? I believe so. I believe he is. You're, you're, you're going to go out on a limb and say, 14 years after he tells Esau he's dying, yep. he's still alive. Yeah, you know. You kind of wish for his sake that he wasn't. Does <laughs> ja- he's got that good medication. <laughs> Jacob never sees his dad again, though. Mm. I don't think he sees his mom again. Mm. I guess I'll have to read on. Yeah. Is, there, is it in the story? We'll see. We'll get there. Here's wonder, a question, though. I wonder if Esau ever goes All back. Right, stay in the mic. Yeah. Here's a question. <laughs> All right. Why does Jacob decide to go back home after Joseph is born? Well, uh, I don't know that Joseph's birth actually had much to do with yeah, it. Yeah, but I it think, just, you know, it's just weird, like, you know. Isn't okay, it because the 14 years are now, up? Now we're going home. Isn't it because... But the, is the 14 years up? Because me and Nick were having a conversation about the cattle. Isn't that another six, six years that he's raising the cattle? Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. But he decided yeah. to go home at the end of the 14 years. Maybe he had enough cattle by then, and he looks at the situation like, we got to go. Yeah. Well, I think he looked at the situation, and it had changed between him and his father Yeah, because I'm thinking it's ending the up attitude. to be, it's almost close to 20 years before they head out. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good while. Well, I yeah. agree. I agree with all that. But what I'm saying is, you, you know that the reason they left oh, yeah. Yeah. is because... Laban wasn't having it anymore. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about to change the whole deal. He's <laughs> going to change his wages again. Yeah. And Jacob's going to get out of there before it becomes bad for him. Yes. And besides all of that, the Lord told him. Yeah. Time to go. And then, you know, we talked about, you know, Laban, how he was using and abusing Jacob, but he never even gave them any of the bride price for Rachel or Leah. That's why they're all worked up. Yeah. They haven't gotten anything. So there you go. All right, so here we are. We're at uh, verse 19. Uh, Laban had gone to shear his flock, and then Rachel uh, uses the word stole in the NASB. Mm-hmm. Does it say that in the King James? Yep. Rachel stole the household idols that were her father's. Hmm. Why, why do you think she did that, Abe? Well, there's several reasons. Well, uh, some one. of them... Some of those idols were for health and fertility. We knew she had issues with childbearing, so maybe she thought that that could help her. But there's also another theory out there that the family member that is in in possession of the idols, if there's any discrepancy with an inheritance, it automatically goes to them. Hmm. And if you were with us last week, we were talking about the inheritance being just girls. And uh, and Nick, what did you, uh, Professor? What did you find out about that? A lot of ancient Near East uh, cultures like that. They they had all these laws about the sons and how who would get this and that. But when it came to someone who had no sons, all daughters, they basically just would split it up evenly between the daughters. Okay. Even even in the uh, ancient, well, I guess they're not Jewish yet at this point. But you know, even in their ancient cultures, it's it's known that they did that. But if Rachel has the idols, hmm. does Leah get less or does Leah oh, get Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure she's going to break Leah off something, but I'm sure it won't be substantial. I mean, she has it, so she's in charge of it. That's something else. But Leah's got the mandrakes. So <laughs> maybe it's even. <laughs> I'll trade you one idol for two mandrakes. Uh, <laughs> but here's another thing. Yeah. Um, she prayed for a child and God gave it to her. So what does she need the idols for? Well, and they're leaving. So, I mean, what inheritance are you going to get? They just said that, uh, you know, he got the biggest flock. Jacob got the big flock. He's, he's got all the animals he needs. Everything is good. And Laban, of course, is mad because his flock is not that big. But the girls agree with Jacob that I think this is fair. I mean, oh, it's beyond fair because, like we've already read, you know, they got hoodooed out of the bride price, so they literally got nothing. Yeah. So whatever Jacob's saying, they're all about it. Yeah. They're like, let's just clean them out. Why not? No, I think I'm wondering if she took them just because she's mad at her dad and just took the idols, which it doesn't say that, but I'm just saying maybe that's one reason. Are they made out of something precious, like gold or something? Well, silver? some of these things, uh, they have stones in them that are precious, you know, and um, you can trade them or whatever, but I just think she took them for the inheritance. Mm-hmm. Just to be, you know, that's our ace in the hole if anything ever happens. I mean, it sort of makes sense to me. It's just a Rachelish type thing to do. <laughs> Very good, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. You just earned your salary for the month. Yeah, we, we, do, our, uh, we do our research around. <laughs> he is the professor. Verse 20 says, Jacob uh, deceived Laban, the Aramean, by not telling him that he was fleeing. Why all of a sudden do we discern that Laban is an Aramean? Hmm. Why do you suppose the scripture decided to just throw that in? That's the first time they ever referred to Laban. Usually it's Laban, the son of Nahor, isn't it? Yep. And all of a sudden he's an Aramean. And now... Is there any significance to this Aramean title? Aha, I stumped you guys. You guys didn't check that out. Is that where Aramaic comes from? (laughs) 
<laughs> the Aramaic language, I wonder. The See, in, in, our ver- in our version, it says Laban the Syrian. That's what it mm. says in the King James. Oh, there you go. Mm. Always some kind of dispute. So he fled with all, verse uh, 21 says, he fled with all that he had, and he arose and crossed the Euphrates River and set his face towards the hill country of Gilead. So he's well on his way. Uh, Once you get across the river, and by the way, the Euphrates is no little bitty river. No, it's It's like the Nile. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, it's a big river. So when he got across it, with all these flocks, too. But here's the thing. Okay, I know that they have, you know, the land is spacious and... Nobody notices these people packing up at any time. Like, what is he telling them, like, while they're packing? You know? So Laban should have known already that they were leaving. Well, it's three days away. Yeah, I think that's why they separated themselves. He just has a three-day head start. I'm sure someone ran back and said, "Yeah." but by the time he gets back, that's— I think you'll see that here soon, too. That's probably a day or two on the way back. I mean, when they say he's three days away, it means it took three days to get to him. By or do they, or they, you know, or did they leave like they know on Fridays he's going to shear the sheep? That's yeah. going to take a while. Yeah, well, I think verse twenty-two so. says basically answers that question there. So when it was told Laban on the third day, they were already that gone. Jacob had fled, and he's three days away. So that it would be the third day before he would hear anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him a distance of seven days' journey. And he overtook them in the hill country Man, of Gilead. Up. Which means, yeah. well, it means he's traveling a, a little faster than twice. Yeah. Though. That means Jacob is only going, what, a seventh of You're the, the math teacher. A seventh of the speed of him. I mean, they were running. If a train leaves Houston at 90 miles an hour and another <laughs> train leaves L.A. at 135 miles an hour and they meet in Tucson. Laban was like, we taking the Mustangs today. Yeah. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we're, is there any, we're going to take a lift instead of an Uber. We're going to get there quicker. <laughs> step on You're telling the camels, step on step it. On. <laughs> Go get the two-hump camels. This is serious. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's already started. God, in verse 24, shows up. God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream of the night and said to him, Be careful that you do not speak to Jacob, either good or bad. No, <laughs> don't you think this is really just a saying to say, Be careful what you say to Jacob? Or just yeah. leave him, if I were you, just leave him alone. Yeah. Laban caught up with Jacob, and Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen camped in the hill country of Gilead. And verse 26 says that Laban said to Jacob, What have you done by deceiving me and carrying away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and did not tell me so that I might have sent you away with joy and with songs, with timbrel and with lyre? <laughs> And did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have done foolishly. Now I think Laban's got a point, don't you think? Yeah, but also just by the way he's doing all of that, you know he's got an he's got something up his sleeve. What would you say, Abe? He's giving him the goat rodeo. He's giving him the goat rodeo. That's <laughs> exactly what he's doing. Yeah, this is definitely a goat rodeo. A hundred percent. But he didn't get to kiss his grandkids goodbye. That's like his children. He says, it is in my power to do you harm. In other words, basically. In, but look look what he says, though. In plain English, what he's telling him is that I really could do something bad to you. But mm. 
the God of your father spoke to me last night, and he said, Be careful not to speak either good or bad to you. Now you have indeed gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house, but why did you steal my gods? So now we know what it's really about. So now it's not really about not kissing the grandkids. It's not about yeah. taking my daughters at the captive of the sword. It's about you stole my gods. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because obviously, those are my gods. I guess there's like a ritual in the day and the night where they do whatever. He goes in to do it and they're not there. They're not even there. And he's probably thinking that Jacob took them being spiteful. Jacob. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No way he thinks it's one of his daughters. Yeah. He's just like, this guy's really trying to stick it to me. Jacob says to Laban in verse uh, 31, uh, because I was afraid, for I thought that you would uh, take your daughters from me by force. Uh, he was a little worried something bad was going to happen to him. Peradventure. <laughs> yeah. Come back tomorrow and let's find out if Jacob actually gets away.